WIPA team is proud to bring you WIPA Waves, the sound waves of your career. And the F words, the taboo stops here. Let's tackle the tough issues together. Hi, my name is Lindsay Rainwater. I am the founder and CEO of the Women in Fitness Association. We believe that storytelling has a magical way of connecting us all. We give a voice to tough topics and break down any fear of being alone. WIFA Waves is the podcast devoted to the sound waves of your career, giving voice to our global community. Please also enjoy our newest addition to our podcast family, F-Words. We highlight the taboo topics and feature words like fertility, finance, facelift, and fillers. We're going to break down any tough issues that we might face together. Enjoy today's episode of WIFA Waves and F-Words. Welcome to this Weep Waves episode. I'm Jennifer Halsell, and I have a special guest host with me today, Micah Kumstel. Today, we're talking about all things purpose, and we'll cover everything that you ever wanted to know about the Weep Lead program, including getting deep with the Weep Lead coaching team. Let me introduce them right now. Micah Kumstel is the Weep Global Ambassador for Germany. She's also the International Business Development Manager for Sport Alliance and the co-creator of the WIFA Lead Program. Ashley Carter is the WIFA Global Ambassador East Coast, owner of Think, Eat, Be Well, a healthy lifestyle coach, and a personal trainer. Michelle Leachman is the WIFA Global Ambassador for the West Coast the Professional Education Services and Program Manager for ACE, the American Council on Exercise, and a master trainer for how many things, Michelle? I was going to try to Google it. Um, I, I'm six. Six okay. different master trainer. Yeah. I, I think we need to call it mistress trainer now. It just seems right? more appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> But welcome everyone to to the Weep of Waves podcast. I'm super I'm super excited, obviously, about this this subject, but but also to get to chat with you about about purpose and about connecting more women with the with their purpose and the magic that goes with that. I wanted to um, let Micah share her experience with the with the lead origin story, and then we're going to get kicked off with our interview with the coaches. Yeah, awesome. So first of all, like telling the lead story is always an honor for me because it just makes me so proud what Jen and I started together. And it just, uh, it's awesome. Um, but so that you can get a little glimpse of what actually happened and how this this entire thing evolved is that Jen and I actually met uh, in 2019 when we were paired up in the We for Peer Mentorship Program. And we quickly became way more than just thought partners that meet just, you know, once a month for a chat. We really decided to get most of our time together and started to work on figuring out what our next steps in life are by reading inspiring books, listening to podcasts and other resources, and taking uh, a lot of self-development tests. 
And um, by doing that, we most enjoyed the fact that we always told each other what we were working on and also presented our findings to each other. And this really created some kind of partner magic and just awesome connection. And at some point we decided that the experience we were making was just way too valuable to not share it with the rest of the world. And so we decided to create a self-development program based on what we had done together. And just a year later, we launched the lead program with the support of Lindsay and Morgan, of course. And by now, over 100 women have experienced the journey of finding their purpose and their why with the help of um, a partner and the community, which uh, really, again, makes us very proud. And what I really love about lead is that it keeps evolving and it keeps changing with every participant but now with the different coaches and I really love the fact that everyone can contribute to the development of the program um, and I'm just really thankful that we now have Michelle and Ashley who are adding some of their passion and their personal touch um, and the experience that they um, had made with the lead program when coaching their cohorts. So I'm really excited to hear your personal lead stories and just learning more about your experience and yourself. Let, let's start off with that. Ashley, can you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bundle two questions in one for you and then Michelle jump in as soon as Ashley's done or jump in if you have any questions. So can you, can you tell us your, your lead story and then, and then from there, what, what made you interested in becoming a lead coach? Yes. So joining LEAD was something that I knew I needed um, because I have never really taken the, the time out in a structured way to kind of focus on me and just work on me. Um, and so just, you know, when the LEAD was launched, I, of course, was all in, jumped in at the at the fact that I could, you know, go through it. Um, and I can definitely say that going through lead was life changing in that moment because I think at that time um, I was in between jobs, right? And so, and I, I just knew that it was just a you know perfect timing for that. And I'm so grateful because the partner that I had was amazing, and yeah, and so I, I just knew that I wanted to somehow give back to the new people who are going through this, you know, cycle, because I knew I got so much out of it. And, and who, who did you have partner magic with? Lori Patterson. That's, yeah, that's, that's definite partner magic guaranteed. Yep. <laughs> and Ashley, I feel like you said it perfectly when you had noted that this was a life-changing experience. I, I can absolutely piggyback on that as I agree that it was for me as well. I am a huge advocate of self-improvement and I had done some research into what LEAD was all about and I knew that it was going to be an excellent option to dive into. And it, it truly was life-changing. It impacted me in so many different ways, both professionally and personally. Uh, I had the opportunity to work with some really proactive and passionate women throughout my time in lead and then now my time as a coach. Uh, and I also had the opportunity to both receive so much from my partner, but also serve my partner in so many ways as a mentor as she is younger than I am. And she was entering the 
fitness industry from different directions than I had before. Um, and she's already such a powerhouse. Um, but the program, how it did impact me as much as it did, I'm, I'm a big believer in servant leadership. And so I knew that this was a way to give back, um, to be able to serve other women as a lead coach. And it, it kind of all ties back in with my purpose, my overall, my dharma. That's awesome. These are like goosebump, goosebump answers. Micah, do you have anything to add in your own experience? I mean, I had the pleasure of running through the program twice, once with you and then afterwards with um, another person. Um, and it was just awesome to actually see and realize that it was, you know, you don't write your why statement once. It's really a journey and you really keep evolving and you uh, keep developing. Uh, yourself and that really reflects in participating in the program twice and so I also want to really encourage everybody to go back to why in a couple of years or even months and just um, yeah stay with the program it's really a journey it it does never end and it's just um, always yeah it's it's life-changing it's just that it's, it's amazing fantastic so going going back to like getting specific um, lead tends, and I've heard this over and over, lead tends to come at a time for most people when they need a shift to happen or a shift happens because of the awareness that comes from, from lead. Like that was definitely, that was definitely true for me. Like I, I, I needed a kick in the pants to, to really make a big uh, professional change. So that, so that definitely happened. And I remember saying to Micah, I was like, wouldn't it be great if I could just do this for a job, just like, you know, run this program. And then it, and then a year later, it it was a big part of my job. So it was just, you know, a little bit of manifestation and a, and a prayer to the universe or something, but like, what was, what was your, what was your big shift or your big aha moment during, during the program? The confidence that came out of that form, you know, me, the, the, the confidence in, you know, just being sure in myself, but also, you know, being sure in my answers and just really, you know, just being sure of or in, um, yeah, the answer, the answers and the choices that I make, you know, um, I've always kind of struggled with that, you know, kind of just standing firm and, and, you know, although I, I know I feel something kind of in my gut, I don't, I don't really speak on it or I, I try to, you know, kind of like gloss over it, but, you know, definitely the, the confidence that came out of this to, um, and just know that I have, you know, the power to shape my life, how I want it to be shaped. So that really was something major that came out of it. For, for me that that for me that's like terrifying freedom because you're like wait a second I've got so much power <gasps> wait a second I've got yeah. so much power <laughs> that realization is yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Michelle yeah so so you said it I mean Jen and Micah you both had this vision this dream of putting this program together and and it's it's out there and it's happened and watching all of the women go through it uh during my cohort and now as a coach i mean it's it's incredible 
to see so many people experience these aha moments. And for me, my aha moment, I feel like I'm flooded all the time with the idea of what's your purpose? Why are you in the industry? What originally made you want to be in fitness? And so many different directions that we can go within the fitness industry. But as a participant in LEAD, my aha moment came from when I started to really dig deep into what my why is. Uh, as you kind of got to learn a little bit about me in the beginning, I like to do a lot of things. I like to be very busy, and I have always been very career-driven. Mm-hmm. But I'll honestly say, kind of vulnerable, just that this program made me look into not only where I'm at professionally, but personally, making me realize I do want to start a family. These are things that I had always put on hold because I was so career-driven, and I've accomplished a lot of what I want to do. And just, I feel like scratching the surface at the same time. And so really that aha moment for me was when I dug into my why, that wasn't just, this is what you want to do professionally, but your why as this is what I want to do that makes Michelle whole. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's come with a huge shift, whether it's been all of lead or partly in a pandemic, there's been a lot of shifts because of this program and I couldn't be more grateful for it. Uh, I, I think vulnerability is the is the big key for the for the program, and I think one of the one of the most amazing and profound gifts that I'm so happy to to be able to um, experience is the is the stories that I get to hear from from real women, and that 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 sounds stupid, but you know the the stories that you get programmed with about real women and how everything sh- I'm, I'm air quoting you can't see this on a podcast but on ha- on the shoulds right that that basically uh create the the narrow lanes for for many of our expectations is and and then they just blow them out of the water and you're just like it's like the overcoming uh, adversity like right left and center like i just get so charged from that and it blows me away that um you know, the often the biggest limiting factor is their own confidence in themselves. And then I'm I'm sitting there listening to them and I'm like, you're a rock star, like go for it. So yeah, I think that's, uh, I'm, I'm waxing a bit ly- lyrical, but I think that's for me that just the, the most, the essence of the program that, that makes me feel like we've got to continue to, to, get more women connected with themselves because as soon as you know more about yourself, you start thinking, wait a second, I'm a pretty awesome person. And there's more than just these little fragments of me, like me, the professional, me, the, me, the sister, me, the partner, me, the whatever it's, it's one whole puzzle, right? Yeah. I think that's really powerful because, you know, oftentimes, you know, we as women, we kind of put our our needs and ourselves on on the back burner, and and I, I hear lot, lots of stories also, you know, about oh, you know, I I just you know don't have time, or I you know just haven't done this, um, but really giving yourself the um, permission to take these next what twelve weeks, um, you know, to focus on you yeah. and to really dig dig deep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think what you already um, um, scratched on is like the partner magic, because I feel like sometimes you it feels so good to really articulate what you were 
thinking at what you at some point maybe wrote down during the exercises, but then actually, you know, speaking it out loud and then hearing it yourself and then see the reaction of the, your partner is so, so valuable and just so magical. And it just gives you so much more than just doing it by yourself. So I really love the fact that we have a partner and a whole community that you go um, through this together, which is awesome. And, and on that note, I, I completely agree. Those of you listening, if you have the option to opt in for a partner, do it, no question. Um, with with that, I mean, you're, you're talking to somebody who doesn't know you, so you are being vulnerable and you're having this conversation about who you are and it's almost this selfish piece of you because you're getting to talk about who you are, what your triggers are, what your joys are, what your personality is like, but it's also a really opportune moment for self-discovery of really who you are and why you are this way. Um, I mean, I think that a lot, there's, we admit a lot, especially with somebody that we don't know and that doesn't have bias either in our favor or against us, like our friends or our family members do. So it is, it's a really unique experience. I, I was partnered with, I, I, we were the dream team. I love her dearly. She has become a very close friend of mine. Um, she, she, she and I had the opportunity when we were partnered, um, we worked together more than we just needed to with lead. It was different questions career-wise. Um, she, during the program, she got accepted into a master's degree and became an ACE certified um, personal trainer. All during the course of this extensive 13-week program, she was doing so much and asking me questions all along. Um, and now she's presented with me. She's been a part of a couple different podcasts, so she's getting really involved. So. It was amazing, and then we had the opportunity to meet up in Denver together, and she, I'll never forget it, we sit, we sit down, we had ordered some drinks, and she's just like, tell me, Michelle, what's, what's your story? I mean, we've already had the opportunity to get to know each other on so many levels, but she's like, no, really, what's your story? You seem like somebody who has a story. And instantly, I, I started to cry, and I'm like, I don't cry, what is happening? And we just really dug deep, and... It's, it's experiences like this you might not get with somebody else, but when Jen and Micah say partner magic, it is, it is, yeah, I mean, it's indescribable on so many levels. So cool that you got to meet your partner. It, it took me a year to get to meet Micah, but, but we, <laughs> we met in a very dark, stormy Amsterdam pancake house and made the most of it. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're meeting like, very, very, often, very frequently. Actually. Yeah. No. So, okay. I want to talk a little bit about the, about the lead phases because now I don't remember off the top of my head, but I'm curious what, what are your, what are your top three Enneagrams? Yeah. Uh, so, so that kind of says exactly what my favorite phase is. I really valued phase one the most out of the different phases that we go through. Uh, and it was that Enneagram discovery. For me, I, I went through this kind of shift in career paths and what I was doing with my time, telling myself that you don't need to work 90 hours a week for people who don't appreciate or value your your work. And your, I, I'm just somebody who definitely needs to hear a good job from time to time, especially when I work hard. And so I kind of had this shift in my career a few years back. And so I was very interested to do this Enneagram because it was going to give me a different report uh, and, and tell me who I am today. And so I really enjoyed doing the Enneagram. I was, uh, I am the helper. Number two uh, is my top. Uh, that really kind of was the lead for me. 
I'm also the challenger, uh, which also speaks volumes in the competitive side to me. And then I'm also the achiever. So those were my top three. Um, and so much reflection came with all of those. You can really see, yeah, those, those are the negative things that come with being that. And those are the positive things. So it was a really powerful phase that really sets the tone for the rest of the program, which is really cool. Everything is double-edged sort of, like the, the positives and the negatives, right? It's just which, which side of the blade are you on? Oh, yeah. Ashley, what are you? Yeah, so my top three. First one is the nine, the peacemaker. Okay. Um, and at a close second is number five, the in- investigator. Okay. And then I actually was tied three ways for my third one. So <laughs> six, three, and seven, the loyalist, the achiever, and the an enthusiast. Okay. Um, and definitely doing that test, I was so eager to do it because I love kind of doing these little, you know, tests and quizzes and finding out about me, <laughs> even if it's something cheesy, like, oh, what's your... It's like, what's your sign? It's, yeah. but, but it, but it's a little bit deeper than that. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. This is so much deeper. And this is what I really looked forward to was doing this, um, the um, Enneagram test. I think another um, phase of mine that I enjoyed was the gathering stories part. Because okay. um, it, it took me a minute to kind of sit and kind of get in that um, mental space to think back to these, you know, stories. And then also, you know, to re relive some of that, you know, times, which might not have been the best times of my life, but, you know, pulling from those stories and then sharing them with my partner, like she gave me an insight that I didn't even see about myself. And that's another thing to the partner magic, because, you know, you might not see something that's in front of your nose, right? but you tell somebody else and they're like, oh my gosh, this you seem to be, or, you know, so yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the fresh ears. I swear it's the fresh ears. But I think yeah. I, of, of, of the Enneagram scores, I think, I think yours is pretty, is pretty unique. I, there were a handful of peacemakers, but the peacemaker investigator, like that combo I don't think I've I've seen anyone with interesting. Yeah, we've got a unicorn. (laughs) (laughs) What are the characteristics of the investigator again? Can you give some some verbs or the investigator? um, A couple things uh, about them uh, were focused, observant, which is so true. I have to peep the scene kind of before I say anything. Um, curious, perceptive, um, unsentimental. Interesting about that one. Is (laughs) is it like an analytical side of you? Like really, you you really have to totally have an an assessment of every situation? Kind of. Okay. Kind of. And... Yeah, I I just kind of have to play the back background first and kind of gather all the kind of clues or whatever before I kind of you know speak on anything. Um, so yeah, nice, really, really cool. You know, really cool. when when you when there are these clusters of 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 dominant, or I guess it's just the fitness sector too, right? Like 
we, we have a lot of a challenger achiever like in the mix and, and that's totally normal. Um, but then when you, when you start seeing the, the other types, I, I really need, I need to get more curious about that because I, I'm so kind of immersed in the typical types that we keep on seeing. It's like, Oh yeah, here's another one. Here's another one. But that's, that's cool. I I'm, I'm going to commit to learning about our unicorn, Ashley. And Micah, you were. Challenger? I am the challenger loyalist and enthusiast yep i'm enthusiast <laughs> challenger helper so like there's already there's always like that that combination that keeps on coming back so for our listeners uh if you don't have any if you don't have any background in the and how the lead program works um, we start with an in-depth analysis of you, which is where you uh, take the Enneagram test and, and do an analysis. And that's what Michelle was saying is her favorite phase. Phase two is the is the purpose statement where you go through three steps. You gather your stories, you present those stories to your partners, uh, your partner, and identify your themes, and then you build your why statement. That is Ashley and Micah's favorite phase. And that's actually, I, I think I have a tie. I like two and three. Like I'm a, I'm a, um, a bit of an accountability girl at, at my heart. So phase three is really when we talk about, okay, now you know this about yourself. You know why you're here. Now let's see how you're living and how that stacks up. And, and that's the hardest part. Like that, that really is the, the, um, it's like someone asking you to simultaneously make a food log, a spending log, and a time log and saying, uh, okay, and now what are you doing with your life? <laughs> but but I think it's it's the most important phase because that's your your assessment of where you are now. And then you have your partner to do goal setting for the coming six months. And and you build your 100 dreams list. And that that's hard, but it's just like all of a sudden the, the, the compass has direct direction. And Jen, with, with you saying phase three, do you have a few of your favorite hundred dreams? You Well, I don't know, favorite hundred dreams. Like I can give you in a couple of examples of ones that I did get to do this year. Um, I haven't been on the speaking circuit in, in about 10 years. Like ever since I was working for Basic Fit Health City, I basically dropped off the planet in terms of presenting. And I had said that I wanted to, to do a lot more um, public speaking just because I enjoy it. And I, I got to do that at, at almost every major event this year. And I, I hosted the European Health and Fitness Forum. So like that was really um that was really amazing uh, to, to do. There was a lot of like home renovation projects that I did and I became a, a, an aerial hoop teacher. And that was like, I went from student to, uh, to actually completing a, a certification and starting to teach classes. So like the, these were a little bit like, you know, I wanted to do them. They were just kind of wild. Like, let's see them. Let, let's see how it goes. How about you ladies? Yeah. Um, so you know, when I just said your favorite, it's kind of hard to decide your favorite hundred dreams. Uh, and, and to be honest, when when I originally took the lead program, I, I when I heard write down a hundred dreams, my jaw dropped. I'm thinking, do I really have a hundred dreams? And that piece, I think out of the entire program took me the most amount of time, but it was really sitting down, sitting aside 
everything that serves as a distraction and all of a sudden you're at like 125 and so then you have to narrow down a little bit or just keep this long list um go for it (laughs) yeah right um for me these are things that i i have not done yet but some of my um right up there in the top 10 uh I love writing. I had the opportunity to take part in the Writers Academy that is through WIFA. Awesome experience. Highly recommend it. Um, but I want to be a. I want to publish. Uh, I want to have some of my books published, um, which means I have to finish some of those books. But I'm really good at starting them, and then I need to just finish them. Um, and on my hundred dreams, I, I want to become a mom someday. And that was a very big realization for me in the past year, actually. So that's not the Michelle most people know. Um, and then I also want to further my presentations, so kind of similar to Jen, uh, I want to further them into presenting at various TED Talks. So those would be some of the top up there. Yes, yes. Here, here. And you said it out loud, which means there's already magic happening, conspiring with you. Good stuff. We... Yes. So um, one of the trips I am looking to plan, actually, within the next um, I guess a year is to go to see the Northern Lights. Mm. I'd love to see that. I think that's just an amazing wonder <laughs> that everyone that has. To- one of my dreams as well. Yeah, oh my gosh. As well. <laughs> we, we can all go together. together. <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah, here, here. Yes, and then also going to Spain. Or no, what that is one of them. But I think first on top of mind is going to Italy to make pasta. I want to go. <laughs> and then, oh, and then to be a featured, I guess, guest at a event or like on a panel where people are coming to see me um, talk about my ex- expertise um, whatever that is, because I feel like I'm always changing. <laughs> so I feel like once I figured that out, <laughs> yeah. But being a Jill of all trades is also a strength, right? Like being able mm-hmm. to stay flexible and talk about many things. Okay, cool. Micah? Well, yeah, seeing the Northern Lights is definitely one of them. Uh, and then I basically want to see the entire world. I know that's not possible, but um, <laughs> we'll see what my next uh, destination is. Actually, I'm hoping Peru because I definitely want to see Machu Picchu. Uh, but then I feel like we are all heading towards the same goals, like when it comes to, you know, having um, some more visibility in the in the fitness industry and, you know, helping others and really teaching others about our experiences. That's something I want to do as well. So, uh, yeah, getting more into the public speaking game is definitely one of my, my dreams as well. Um, I don't really enjoy it yet, but I'm still doing it and I'm uh, hopefully getting better and better every time. But, you know, having these kind of ambitious goals, even goals that you maybe not feel 100% comfortable with, still that really shows the effect of the lead program that you really you gain confidence and you say okay I'm gonna do this because I actually want to do this even though I'm still afraid and that is something that is just just awesome okay we talked about the greatest let's talk about the hardest what's the what's the hardest part of the program or or where do you as a coach where are you seeing people really struggle time Time uh, was the most challenging both for myself and what I hear most often from some of my cohorts, uh, that 
they might be behind a week or they can't make it to a different call um, because because life is really busy and it's really hard to set aside time. And we definitely talk a lot about it and the importance of we make time for our clients. We make time for so many other things around us, but we forget to make time for ourselves. And when you take part in this incredible program, it really is about finding time to make it where you matter. And that time is yours. Um, but I would say time commitment was both the hardest for myself and what I'm seeing with a lot of our participants. Everyone else is nodding. Is there, yeah, there totally any additions? Agree. Yeah. I, I will say one, one quick thing. I, this, this current program started in October and I find that it's, it's even more exciting and unique in that we are experiencing the holidays together. So people have different emotions. Uh, it's either high stress because they're having to clean the house for relatives to come over or high stress because of travel or less stress because they have more time off of work. So it's, it's been unique in that some people are like, I, I have all this time now because it's the holidays and others are, oh my gosh, I have no time because it's the holidays. Um, but it's, it's a really cool opportunity to be experiencing it with a lot of different women uh, during this time of the year. Yeah, I would say um, time also. And like I, you know, I had mentioned earlier, yeah, people, you know, feel like they don't have the time. Um, But, you know, on the flip side, yeah, we make time for everybody else, you know, clients, family, this and that. But, you know, to make time for us to work on us, um, it, you know, it's uh, important and needs to happen. Um, I guess for me, one of the most difficult things was like getting in that mental space to actually, you know, do the work and like allow my myself and my mind to go there, if that makes sense. You know, really just giving giving myself the um, the uh, per- permission yeah. to spend time thinking about me so that I can get better. You know, I I don't know if that makes sense, but just kind of get in that mental space. I'm, I'm reading an incredible book. I think it's called burnout ending the ending the stress cycle. Um, And I have to look up who it's by, but it's by two twins. Um, One is a one is a a health education um, professor, and then the other is a conductor. So it's just two really different perspectives. But they reference this book called Down Girl. And in Down Girl, they talk about two different kinds of people. And um, you have uh, human beings, and those are people who are allowed to just be and exist in the world. And then you have human givers. And human givers have to provide space for human beings to exist. And if you just, you know, it, it's it's a, a book about gender inequity, of course, and you can guess who gets to be the human givers. But I just really feel like that 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 actually is is the hardest thing that I've noticed about the lead program. What you just said, Ashley, is giving yourself permission to focus on yourself, because that is very hard for a lot of women for this reason, I really feel like is like it's. It's not something that is ever really encouraged to just spend time on yourself. And I feel like we kind of have to push the okayness and acceptance uh, of it. And I think the number two thing that I hear is the journaling. 
is, is that's the, that's the hardest part. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, and it, it's, I think it's just like for a second, you're like, what do I write? It's just like anything. You can write anything. No one's going to read it. <laughs> Micah, do you have any additions? Um, no, it's definitely the time and everything that was mentioned already. Um, but if you don't mind, I would ask the next question. So now basically shifting from you being the participant to now being the coach, what has been like the top story right now? The first yeah, really highlight of you being the coach, some experiences um, that you were able to um, yeah, see with your, with your cohort. Ashley, do you want to start? The insight that came from reading your Enneagram uh, results and doing the All About You presentation, there was so much insight that came from the members that it was it it was just amazing because they were like, oh, my gosh. Like even in the moment while they were talking, it's like, oh my gosh, I could be doing, or I could do this to kind of flip it around, you know, flip however they are, which, um, you know, maybe some of the, not the negative things. What's another word? What's um, critical? Critical. Yeah. Um, You know, they're like, oh my gosh, I, maybe I could do this. In, in order to not be like, like that, yeah. you know? So yeah, that insight. Michelle? This, I, I'm, I just love my cohort so much. Um, my therapist says that I take too much personal, like personalization to things. And that's absolutely true in everything that I do. But with, with my cohort, we've, been able to connect through through text, through email. Um, there's a couple individuals who live down in the area that I live in, San Diego. And one of the gals, uh, she's so empowering. And she said, I, I want to get together. I want to show you in person my All About You presentation. And even though it's hard to find time, you can make time. And we were able to do that. And we met up at a coffee shop. And what we advocate to be, you know, a 20-minute presentation was an hour and a half long. And some of the stories that are shared through the cohort are just are incredible. And you can tell that some of these stories that the women are sharing might be the first time they're sharing this to uh, maybe out loud. Um, it's, it's a safe space that's really created through this program. And I think that that's one of, been one of the most powerful things um, and my favorite things with this is on, on the, the coaching side it is creating that safe space. It is opening up to have these vulnerable conversations and to just support one another and uplift and empower people in so many different ways. And we're really, really making that happen. And, and these are just game-changing, proactive women. And it's it's pretty amazing. Anything to add, Micah? I can just basically copy all of the things that were said it's just amazing to see these women open up and really taking the time some of them were so creative and they even came up with different yeah all the colors and everything that described themselves it's just amazing to really yeah get an insight of what 
who they are and what they believe in and uh, it's it's just amazing to also see how the people again react to each other's presentations and how you can actually learn from another person presenting herself because it does so many things to you and you're like well actually she's right and maybe you know that actually also applies to myself and it's just it's yeah the safe place and just learning from each other no matter how old you are how matter um, yeah, where you are in the hierarchy or whatever, it just doesn't matter. And this is this is just yeah, the magic behind lead. I think that's a, a good moment to shift to rapid fire questions. So I, I briefed you all on rapid fire, uh, what we were going to do for the rapid fire um, to, to wrap up this episode of Weep Waves. And everyone's going to share one truth and one lie. And then we're going to try to guess which is the truth and which is the lie. Are we ready to go, Ashley? So I have two dogs. I cannot whistle. Okay. Oh, I'm so excited. Do we answer now? Oh, no, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. We oh. all go first and then and then we answer. You go. My Michelle. palms are sweaty from this. Um, I am a Chargers football fan and I have starred in pizza commercials. Mm-hmm. Micah? I skydived in Arizona and I ate mule tongue and these this, these black old eggs, like the Chinese delicacy. They are like in the ground for a couple of months and then you eat them and they are like gross, but I ate them. Mule eggs. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, mule like tongue. I either went skydiving or ate something gross. <laughs> Well, I said skydiving in Arizona. I'd love to see your notes right now, Jen. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, Ashley, is it two dogs or she cannot whistle? I think she has two dogs. I think you can't whistle. Yeah, I think you can't whistle and that's a problem because you have two dogs. (laughs) (laughs) hilarious <laughs> the truth is i cannot whistle i do not have to go <laughs> so mike is right on all fronts <laughs> oh that's hilarious the dogs are trained to clapping <laughs> okay uh for michelle she is either a pizza hut star or, or she's a Chargers fan. I think I know the answer because I was on a call with you where one of them was disclosed. So I'm not going to guess. I'll say the truth is Pizza Hut commercial. Micah? I'm going to say the same because it just sounds so interesting. And I want to hear <laughs> the entire story. And can you look yeah, like blue you to the Chargers? I'm a huge Seahawks fan. Yeah. <laughs> um, and <laughs> huge. Um, and yes, I, I was in pizza commercials. Yeah, you could I could see you like really looking happy about eating a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nice and warm right now. It's cold where I'm at. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 
Okay, so Micah either went skydiving or ate. Say that again. A mule egg? I said I said two things. The one was a mule tongue, like the tongue a of a mule. mule. Okay. And these kind of like really gross black eggs. They are a couple months old and Chinese people like dig them into the ground. And then after a couple of months, they pull them out and then you eat them. It's a delicacy. That that has to be it. You, you're so you you know it so well. You know the process. Yeah, the, the, the disgust on her face betrayed her. <laughs> it's like yeah. so in depth. <laughs> I know, but I actually also did skydive, but not in Arizona, so it was kind of a tricky question. Tricky, okay. Yes, I get. It. Well, <laughs> I I have thoroughly enjoyed hearing and discussing all of these wonderful things from you and with you. And that's it for this edition of the Week of the Waves. Thank you for joining us and see you next time. Start at the beginning. Start with you. Weefa lead. Leadership through elevation, awareness, and discovery. In a nutshell, it's 13 weeks plus you, a partner, and a community going on an intensely supported personal deep dive into who we are, why we're here, and how we are going to make the biggest impact possible. Sound big? It's a completely transformational program that we recommend for everyone, no matter the age, experience, or background. Join us for the next edition of the We Believe program.